You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm in the studio here with Jeff, Ken, and Matt. I told them to keep their shoes on. Uh, welcome in today, everyone. Happen. Hold on, you waited until I took my shoes mm-hmm. off and started prancing around. Yes, yeah, and so the smell was unbearable. Oh come on, I take care of my my you know odors. I was uh, <laughs> I was cleaning the studio, uh, and uh, I said, you know what, I have to go clean a different part of the apartment. So I'm going to put the Roomba in the podcast studio. I put it in here. I've done it a million Saboteur. times. Saboteur, and uh, I didn't hear anything. I'm just kind of cleaning other stuff. I come in here to, to pick up the Roomba, and uh, the lamp is on the floor, and the light bulb was was just uh, you know all over the place, broken. Mm-hmm. So I vacuumed uh, extra hard today. Make so sure. now we're dealing with a really low stakes diehard. We're walking over broken glass, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need Bonnie Bedelia here, uh, you know, as some sort of MacGuffin. Uh, and you can walk over the glass. Yeah, I'm just more concerned about the revolt of the Roomba. Who's had enough of your? Sh- it, I think it has because part of the contraption that takes in the garbage is gone. So I don't know where it went, but it it got rid of it. But uh, yes, so um, today we're we're actually recording on broken glass, as Annie Lennox taught us uh, so long ago. But um, we have a, a special guest here today to host a game. Uh, he's been on the show before as a host. Uh, he did a wonderful job last time. But you probably hear his voice. What can like two times a month, maybe. Uh, not quite that much. I'd say Maybe at least once, once a, at once least a month. once a month, and uh, you'll recognize that. That's he... right. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Matt. Uh, he's. Uh, you hear his voice, uh, but it's in Dutch, and uh, he does our Dutch uh, rules reading. He's coming to us from the Netherlands. Savage superstar on Patreon, Willem van Vendeloo. How are you, Willem? Hey, goedemiddag iedereen. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> good whatever. Coming from live from the Netherlands, That's yeah. Good night nice for you, you guys. And yeah, can- it's, it's getting pretty late over here, but yeah, <laughs> I'm actually I'm very glad that I'm on the other side of the ocean because I can't only imagine the smell there over there. Like, <laughs> no shoes on. Come on, that's just your standard American I have, smell. I have the best smelling <laughs> climbing shoes in the in the rock climbing gym mm-hmm. because I take care of them. 
So my feet don't smell. It's a tough act in Tenactin. That's a good lesson. Already a, uh, a sweat lodge musk, I can uh, I can uh, imagine. It's just coming off the screen. Well, we see it's, it's <laughs> after 9 p.m. Uh, your time, but it's still sunny out. We see the sun. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. I'm uh, actually maybe a bit red on my, my face. I'm not sure. I've, uh, I've seen my fair bit of sun today. Uh, it was a nice day outside. Uh, and I'm here recording with you guys. Really excited as well. Well, for people who aren't familiar with you uh, and who have um, listened to your episode maybe before but don't remember, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, just remind the folks. Yeah, I'm uh, Willem van Venlo. I'm from uh, uh, the Netherlands, as you just said. I live in Groningen, which is a city up north in the Netherlands. Uh, actually, I just found out that uh, Matt Groning, like the, the, the guy who uh, wrote... Yeah, I the think Simpsons. It's, it's Simpsons, yeah. exactly, yeah. He, uh, his last name apparently comes from the city where, oh, uh, where I live. Yeah, that's cool. Oh wow! Yeah, look at that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's true. I just heard it, so don't <laughs> don't don't fault me if I if I'm it's wrong. It's gonna end up on his Wikipedia page. Well, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm from. It's like uh, two hours from Amsterdam. Which... And and you like hiking, obviously. You said your face is a little red, but uh, you are going to be taking a trip uh, over by us a little bit. So if anyone is in some of these areas, maybe they can meet our famous Dutch uh, rules reader. So you're going to be on the, the West Coast? Uh, yeah, I'm traveling to the U.S. Uh, in September So uh, with my girlfriend. So we're going we're gonna to make a trip starting at Las Vegas and then just going around, uh, visit some, some of the famous parks, Grand Canyon, Yosemite. Zion arches, like all the good stuff. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah just don't let them uh, take all your money in Vegas. Yeah, here's here's a tip: when you're in Vegas, if someone on the street tries to give you something, do, do not, not touch it. it. They don't will they will anything. force you to pay for it. See, this is uh, this is the 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 tips I'm here. For. <laughs> don't take anything anybody tries to hand. Oh, you. absolutely not. No, no, and uh, and you, they might even is free. they might harass Except you for those little cards them. with the naked ladies on them. Are those are they really free though? Someone wasted your time. Take the card. Well, you could yeah, take the yeah. card, but if someone finds it, then you're in, a, in some sort of weird conversation about mm-hmm. why you have this card in your pocket. Yeah, and then true. Mike Tyson's there with the tiger. It's a whole thing. And you get punched in the face yeah. on the airplane. Be careful is what we're saying. Uh, so, Willem, uh, you're hosting today. We'll get to your game uh, just in one second. But you did say that uh, you had some help uh, with playtesting today. Absolutely. Yeah, some uh, some people helped me out. Uh, quick shout-out maybe to them because, uh, I mean, I wrote a game, and I'm not sure if uh, everything is... Uh, is, is, is landing as good as it is because I mean I'm from Europe you're from uh, the US so there's a bit of different in cultural differences and there are some cultural... yeah here in the US <laughs> we don't like things that aren't US based so. <laughs> uh, so yeah the the people who uh, who play tested this uh, Lauren Couchois, Mark K Ian Schultz and uh, Louis from uh, Louis de Grant playtester, I guess, uh, is his is his actual name right now. <laughs> yeah, legally, he <laughs> changed it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and but yeah, I, they, those guys helped me out greatly. Yeah, we were talking before the show. You had said that uh, Louis was telling you just about the type of difficulty it was, and we said here that Louis now is the barometer of of triviality difficulty. Yeah, Louis is actually the uh, what? What would we say? The, it's the, the Louis scale. hardness scale. Yeah. Louis hardness yeah. scale. Louis, the, like it's one the Louis question is not too Mo's hard. Equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Something's five Louis. <laughs> Three, out of a, five Louis. Yeah. Three out of five Louis. Three out of five Louis. I wonder if that can can also um, be talked about with muscles too. Yeah. Well, like the, the hardness scale, muscles. the Louis hardness scale. We don't know what Louis muscles are like, but we're <laughs> assuming they're hard. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, thank you, Willem, for, for joining us today. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, you're a Patreon supporter, as I said. So if you'd like to join Willem, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast and get a bunch of uh, bonus audio content. We're actually going to be posting our live game that we did for Jeff Ravilla 
um, and a, a special uh, conference that we were at, which uh, is a lot of fun. It's an hour game that we did live. And for those of you that didn't join that conference, you'll be able to see the full game. It's basically a full triviality game. We're going to post that uh, exclusively for patrons um, at a, a YouTube link on our uh, Patreon site. And you can get uh, just a bunch of extra audio content as well. I mean, we're reaching 300 episodes coming up here. We just passed 450 patrons, which is amazing. Uh, and um, we're hoping to, I think, even get to, what, uh, 500 reviews? I don't know where we're at right now, but... A lot. We're awesome. at a lot. Yeah, so anything uh, to help us. Uh, we appreciate all of you who are helping us or those that were former patrons and all that good stuff. But um, today we're going to be playing two-on-two, -two, a classic triviality game. So who wants to team together? Because I know, for one, if it is Europe-centric or... Uh, international centric. I'm not going to be much help. Let's do it, Matt. Let's let's take these guys down. No, the we losing his team. We got <laughs> to get them. All right. So what what do you want your team name to be today? We'll be the we'll be the low stakes diehard. Low stakes diehard. So all right, Jeff. We have to do something How about Nagatomi Tower of Terror. The Sweat Lodge, Elon Musk. That what did you say? The Sweat Lodge, Elon Musk. Yeah, we oh. talked about our Musk. Oh, we did talk about our Musk. Well, how about Nagatomi Musk? Just to keep it okay. diehard. All right, we'll be Nagatomi Musk, which is smells like Bruce Willis's feet. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, let's. Uh, should we throw it to Willem, I suppose, for the rules read? Sure. All right. De regels van het spel zijn simpel. 20 vragen verdeeld over twee rondes, waarbij elke vraag 10 punten waard is. Halverwege is er een speciale swingronde, ontworpen door de host van deze week. Na deze rondes beginnen de spelers aan de finale, met de punten die ze hebben verdiend. En hebben ze de mogelijkheid om 0 tot 30 punten in te zetten op 5 gecategoriseerde vragen. Aan het eind van het spel wordt iemand benoemd tot the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Is that weird? That's never happened. Is that weird before. that he's reading on his own? Is it weird that we played a recording of himself <laughs> as he's hosting a game? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, let's get weird, guys. Let's get weird. Uh, Austin, or Austin, I was just gonna say Austin because Austin, Texas. Uh, Willem, uh, take it away. Yeah, sure. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, so like mentioned, like. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, today's game is going to be a little bit different from uh, the normal type of triviality episode you might listen. The, 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 the format is exactly the same, but there's just a, a special theme running through the entire game, which is obviously Europe. So every uh, question actually has a link to one or more uh, European countries. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh, round one, question number one. Uh, the category is music. The 1973 song Smoke on the Water was written by Deep Purple's Roger Glover and is a reference to a fire that broke out at a Frank Zappa concert in the city of Montreux. The titular smoke spread over what body of water which borders the city of Montreux? All right, so Matt doesn't know, so we're going to take a guess. I'm going to pick a big body of water. <laughs> um, where, where is Montreux, Jeff? I think it's in Switzerland. Um, cause it's like, we all came out to Montreux on the shores of something, something. I don't know. <laughs> so, so the part that you needed. <laughs> so close I to think, helpful. I think that's how it goes. Uh, Swiss Miss? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the it's. Chocolate Lake? <laughs> is there a Geneva Lake? I mean, there's one in the U.S. There's one Geneva? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Wakeboarding. I don't know. I, I think it's Switzerland or like Northern Italy. I think it's Switzerland from the name. Okay. So we'll just guess Geneva. Okay. I don't know. We're out of our depth. I picked the biggest body of water I could. <laughs> Mediterranean. <laughs> the They're seeing it on the other scene. side of yeah. the Mediterranean. That's a hell of a fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff was right. Geneva is in Switzerland. Uh, and the, the, the body of water was in Switzerland. 
because it was the Lake of Geneva. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's BS. Yeah, I disagree. No points because his reasoning was wrong. Know. <laughs> so excited. All right. Uh, off to a good start. Um, question number two. The category is European football. So sorry, Matt. <laughs> what football team in US referred to as soccer is one of the most successful clubs in French football? Even though the football team is not located in France itself, the most notable successes for this team are having won the French National League eight times, as well as the Premier Competition Knockout Cup five times. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, all right, we're going to lock in because I believe it has my favorite football around it. Maybe it's not located in France, but we're locked in. This is not good, Matt. Beckham is retired. Mm, yeah, um, I don't know. What about AC Milan? That sounds great. We're going to say... Or ours? No, that's Germany. Awesome. We're going to say AC Milan. And uh, I think Neil and I, we went Paris Saint-Germain, right? Oh, yep. Don't know if they're based, if they're based in uh, France or not, but that's what we went with. I think Paris Saint-Germain is located in Paris. I'm not, I'm not a really big football guy, but this uh, is AS Monaco. Oh. Oh, that ah, makes sense. Grace I was Kelly. wondering about Monaco, but... I was like, where would they even have a soccer Grace field? Kelly. I, I know, I don't I agree. I just said, because every time someone mentions Monica, we say Grace Kelly. But, it takes um, up 70% of the land. I'm going to talk about Charles Leclerc then, since he's my favorite person. From you Monica. should, yeah. I, I just figured, I, the only football I really know is Mbappe that I like. So, I, you know, he's oh, Paris Saint-Germain. Classic Mbappe. Mbappe. Yep. Uh, all right, next question. Question number three. The category is Valentine's Day Special. From Monaco, we travel to Vilnius, Lithuania, the birthplace of a famous fictional character who is the main antagonist in, according to critics, one of the greatest and most influential films ever created. Its impact and success came somewhat as a surprise as it was released on February 14th, during a period sometimes referred to as dumpuary, the first two months of the year where studios dump the films that they think will be failures. The movie, however, ended up being one of the three films in history to receive the Big Five at the Academy Awards. Name this fictional character. Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and lock in here. So, Jeff, you wrote down uh, Hunt for October, which you said... Sean Connery's character was born in Vilnius. Yeah, it's mentioned in the film. They call him like Vilnius Nostalievek, the Vilnius schoolmaster. So I like that answer, but I, I believe the clue in there was it was a, a character from a movie that won the Big Five, which is only three movies, which is... Uh, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, Who was the villain in that one? That was, uh, I guess, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. No, Jack Nicholson was the bad guy. Let's be real. Yeah, uh, he was. Um, but anyway, um, Silence of the Lambs would be the other one that we're thinking of, which would be Hannibal Lecter. And I also want to say a nice labus to all our Lithuanian listeners. Yeah, we said Hannibal Lecter as well, and I don't know any Lithuanian. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any Lithuanian, but you do know a Lithuanian character. It is Hannibal Lecter. That is correct. Interesting. That's the only Lithuanian I know because uh, Phil, our friend who is Lithuanian, he speaks Lithuanian, and they taught me that word a long time ago. And now, just to pretend I, I want to belong to his family, I go like, Labas, 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 Labas. And he's like, you're not saying anything, idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Question number four. The Alps' big brother. The Alps are possibly the most recognized and famous mountain range that you can find in Europe. Its lesser known but fairly larger brother is the Carpathian mountain, mountain range. For two points each, name five of the eight countries it spans across. I, I kind of have, yeah, I, I think I'm close. Okay. I got five guesses. Okay, yeah, we got five guesses. All right, what are they? Um, so we got Slovenia, uh, Chechnya, uh, Greece... Italy 
and I don't even think this is in this technically part of Europe. But I said Kazakhstan, which uh, I think is, that is that would be in Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the border. Uh, I think you may be onto some of those. I think um, Slovakia and, and Czechia might be correct. We said because uh, I'm pretty sure it's in Central um, Europe. We said Austria, Serbia, Hungary, Romania, and Ukraine. Uh, I try to keep up with it, but uh, you have to ch- you have to check for yourself. I have. You said Slovenia, right, Matt? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's Slovakia, not Slovenia. Yeah. The other seven are Czechia, Austria, Poland, Hungary, Ukraine, Romania, and Serbia. We got one of those. I believe we got five. All right. A little bit more geography for question number five, and I think that's the last of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question number five, the category is, it surely doesn't beat Nebraska. A landlocked country is a country that does not border any ocean. In the world, there are only two double landlocked countries, countries that are completely surrounded by landlocked countries. One of these double landlocked countries is Uzbekistan, bordered by five other countries, all landlocked. The other one is in Europe. Name that country. We're locked in. And the Vatican doesn't count. I don't think so. Is it Liechtenstein? I think maybe. You want to go with Liechtenstein? Hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Can you say it one more time for me, though? Liechtenstein. Okay, thanks. We, too, went Liechtenstein. Oh. Yeah, you are correct. It is Liechtenstein. <laughs> Good job. Take that. We removed your geography advantage. So where is uh, Liechtenstein, exactly, if you could explain to me, like, I'm fine. On a map. Europe. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. well. Five it... questions elapsed. That brings us to 22 points. How about you guys? Uh, we have 14. Don't know why I said that's so weird. 40? 40. 40. 40. We have 40 points. <laughs> nice. 40 points, Mr. Ponto. <laughs> All right, question six. Uh, the category is the name of every song in existence. The addiction of one famous League of Legends streamer named The Odd One to an epic and upbeat trance techno song from the 90s led to the birth of a harmless internet meme that is sometimes still used as a mild way to troll people. Nowadays, whenever a viewer on YouTube or Twitch asks for the name of the song playing behind the video they're watching, the response they would get is not the actual song, but the song by the Finnish DJ Ville Virtanen that, odd, that the odd one used in his videos. What is the name of the song? And for two bonus points, what is the name of the performing artist that performed under an alias? I don't know if we know it. We can just lock in with what we have. All right, we're going to lock in with what we have. I'm not too familiar with this, Jeff. Are you? And I'm also not positive that this is the yeah, only but... the only one I can think of. And this is because Matt said they played it a lot at sporting games. Is they always play Zombie Nation? Oh, which right. Which is by Kerncraft 400. What? Oh, I thought you were talking about the White Stripes. Or no, that's no, that's Seven, that's Seven Nation, Nation Army. Army. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is the one that's like Zombie Nation, Zombie Nation. I've never heard of that, but I mean, it, it's something. They every single college football game I ever went to for my cousins, they played this stupid song. Okay, I'm fine going with that then. Okay, we're gonna go Zombie Nation by Kerncraft 400. I don't know what Jeff was talking about. Uh, we said Sandstorm, classic trance song, um, and I think the artist is like Darude or something like that, or Darude. But yeah, so if you look up the lyrics for this song, uh, someone has written it out. It's dun 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 dun. <laughs> it is it is the root sandstorm. Nice. Wow. One hundred percent correct. Yeah, that's that's the one. Oh, that so, one. Yeah. yeah, they always do like the helmet game during that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The meme became so popular. 
<laughs> the meme became so popular that I think it was April Fool as well uh, that they uh, they had uh, on YouTube. You have that option that if you're you're mistyping something, they have a suggestion. Maybe you meant this and this, and they for everything you typed in, it would say maybe you meant Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay, question number. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a banging tune. Okay, uh, question number seven, the category Shakespeare. In classical antiquity, Illyria was a region in the western part of the Balkan, covering the entirety of the Adriatic coast and containing the former Republic of Yugoslavia and Albania. It was also the setting of what Shakespearean comedy, which was adapted into a 2006 film called She's the Man, uh, starring Channing Tatum and Amanda Bynes. We can lock in. Amanda Bynes is back, baby. So that one's uh, Midsummer, right? No, I don't think so. Oh. So she's the man is uh, an excellent film. It's not as you like it, is it? I do love she's the man. It could be. Um, so she's masquerading as a boy in the school. Correct. Um, and then she has some very is that much ado? Very much weird ado. encounters. I don't think it's much ado. Channing Tatum. I don't think it's much ado, and I don't think it's Midsummer. And it's not. Merchant of Venice, or we're looking for the comedies, obviously. We could say As You Like It, maybe. Okay. Were you in that one? I was never in As You Like I was in uh, Midsummer. Midsummer. I don't think it's Midsummer. I was Oberon, King of the Fairies. Let's go with As You Like It. Yeah, I don't remember a King of the Fairies and She's the Man, so. <laughs> well, uh, you were talking about uh, Midsummer, which they did sort of loosely uh, adapt it in a movie called Get Over It that had Kirsten Dunst and Cisco. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of always. Um, around the same time. Yeah, Cisco movies. Uh, but yeah, this one uh, would be the one you didn't mention, which is Twelfth Night. Twelfth mm. Night. Mm. Yep, Neil is correct. It is the Twelfth Night. We should do our own uh, version of Twelfth Night, but triviality. None of us can be Channing Tatum in this. Come on. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, question eight. The Florence Nightingale of the 20th century. To whom is the following quote attributed? By blood, I'm Albanian. By citizenship, an Indian. By faith, I'm a Catholic nun. As to my calling, I belong to the world. As to my heart, I belong entirely to the heart of Jesus. I think we're in agreement over here. We'll lock in. We all in the studio furiously wrote down Mother Teresa. Oh, you did? I, you wrote down uh, The Mothers of Invention, Jeff. No, it's going to get Ken. Oh, Frank Zabin, The Mothers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, Ken's not wrong. Uh, we too wrote down Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Yes, uh, there's 10 points for both teams. It is Mother Teresa, who was sometimes referred to as the Florence Nightingale of the 20th century. Uh, the category for question number nine is oviparous programming. Guido van Rossum, a Dutch computer scientist, as you might have heard from my pronunciation, developed what influential and commonly used programming language that he named after one of his favorite TV shows. It is currently considered to be the holy grail of programming language because of its power, ease of use, and relatively gentle learning curve. That was my guess as well. Is that considered a program? Yeah, it's a programming language, I believe. I know any person I've ever met that works on computers says that that's the best one. And Okay. So I'm good with that. that. Okay, we'll lock that in. And it seems like it might be something that could be close to a TV title. Yeah. Uh, I know C++ is a language. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe Java. Like yeah. maybe there's a coffee shop in the show. I wrote C++ and I think that Java might be the... I think people are moving away from Java, but... 
Not not in your line of work. No. My, my, They're yeah. coming for the Java. That is the number one language used in my Let's say Java. That, I think that, that uh, Java's with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I know C++ uh, was sort of my standard grade in geography and math classes, so it's not going to be that. Well, that was uh, that's Microsoft, although we, we might be wrong here. Um, we know it's an operating system, but we said Linux. Um, so uh, Java is a programming language. I think it was named because the, 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 the guys who created it drank so much coffee during the, the time they developed it. Possible. Uh, this uh, programming language is Python, oh, uh, Python. Named, after, named after Monty Python. Uh, and I tried to sneak in a little clue about the holy grail of programming. Oh, yeah. Nice job, Will. Yeah, that was a good clue. We just Thanks. None of us got it. it. We didn't find it, just like the knights in real life, probably. Uh, okay, uh, question number 10. Dooza, which is spelled D-O-U-Z-E, and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. Now that we're hopefully properly warmed up, time for a bit of a head-scratcher. What became a victory for Sweden in 1974, which, in contrast, meant a defeat for France in this 19th century? So we thought about this for a minute and uh, can't really come up with anything, even with the uh, the clue in the beginning, but uh, we'll just tap on this. Yeah, they opened the first Ikea. Yeah. Um, I think this was during the 60s, not the 70s, but the first thing I was thinking about was Sweden changed what side of the road they drive on but i don't know how that would affect france in the 19th century right yeah and i don't really get the do's clue the d-o-u-z-e so oh wait there was another clue in the in the 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 category yeah i don't know you want to say something to do with the monarchy yes sure okay we'll be very vague and say it has to do with sweden regaining some sort of monarchy standing um unfortunately no points what? uh what uh jeff you did mention napoleon that was the right way to go uh do you know at what city he was defeated in waterloo oh. waterloo yeah yeah there you go uh like abba sang in 1974 <laughs> when they won the eurovision song contest my my at waterloo napoleon did surrender so it is uh, the correct answer is waterloo uh, i should have gotten i was thinking of that too but i was like i don't want to talk about abba and sound like a complete idiot for this <laughs> talking about sweden oh, when else are you going to talk about abba yeah right <laughs> that's the right time so, to talk about abba it's just a category title, Dooza, is uh, when the Eurovision con- song contest is held, when they deal out points. Every country gets to deal out like, an X amount of points. And the country they think is best, they give 12 points. And they usually say Dooza point, which is 12 points in French. Ah. And oh, that, okay. That's probably how, that's, that was probably heard by ABBA a lot uh, in 1974. I didn't realize I was so excited for Eurovision this year that it's out right now or is at the time of recording here uh, in the middle of May, I suppose. But I can't wait to watch it on Peacock because today we're sponsored by Today's Eurovision. Today's sponsor. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do we have a score check before the yeah. round? We have 44 points. And we have 60 points. All right. All right. Uh, well, uh, if you'd like to join Willem over at our Discord, he's on there quite a bit. Uh, you can uh, follow uh, our Discord and get in there by just going to any of our social media because there's a, a link tree there that we've just created that has uh, everything there. You can sign up to host a show. You can sign up to guest on a show. It has our Patreon, our website, our Discord, the crop, all that good stuff. So you can go there um, and click that link, and you'll join our Discord community which it's it's uh, ever ever growing and uh you can also join us at the crop and also uh, get some daily content from fellow listeners like yourself 
Yeah, and some of the questions I've written that didn't make the show, I'll post them in the Discord chat as well. So you can enjoy them there. If you're not there, just join the Discord. It's awesome. a pretty fun community. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, the swing round. Uh, for the swing round, I have 10 before and after questions. Um, so uh, maybe for people who don't exactly know what a before and after is, I guess most of the Americans do, but some of my friends are probably going to listen as well and they have no clue. Um, it's basically uh, um, a question that ha- contains a clue about two trivia facts and you have to answer uh, both trivia facts. The trivia facts have a, sh- a-, a thing in common, a-, a term in common or a word in common. You just have to mash up those words and make a definite answer. So, for example, a celestial body of extremely intense gravity that scores an ace in golf, that would be a... Supermassive black, black hole albatross? A <laughs> black hole in <laughs> one. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's uh, your example? We're screwed. <laughs> uh, it might be a bit tough. I hope uh, it we'll won't make pan it out through. Soon. Yeah, no, no problem. At least if no one gets points, it's fine as well. (laughs) So, uh, the first one. While Diego Maradona does a juggling warming up with the most famous song of the Austrian band Opus in the background, he doesn't realize he becomes the first European to reach continental North America. Hinga dinga dergen. A word of caution, the English pronunciation of uh, the last part, this explorer, is slightly different from the original pronunciation. And I'm using the original pronunciation. So if you, it might sound a bit off if you use the American pronunciation. So just be wary of that fact. Okay. Second one. A Belarusian-born French Jewish artist who is known for his stained glass windows at, for example, the Art Institute of Chicago, writes a remarkable book about the mental and physical stress that World War I soldiers endure that eventually is adapted into a 1930 Academy Award-winning film. Uh, The third one, a Welsh writer who tells a story of wrapping a 101 speckled canines in tinfoil, with one being gold on the inside. The fourth one, a Hungarian actress known more for her beauty than acting skills goes on a wedding spree by marrying a Danish scientist, trying to put an end to the naming controversy around element 107 because of its similarity with the fifth element in the periodic table. That's a clue I could actually grab onto. (laughs) The fifth one. This American-born Irish actress forms a girl band called Girl Zone with fellow actresses Emma Watson, Eliza Scanlon, and Florence Pugh to compete with a fellow, fellow countryman that also scored hits as a solo artist with songs like When You Say Nothing At All and If Tomorrow Never Comes. The sixth one. During his stay in Malta, this Italian master from the Baroque period painted two of his most famous works, the beheading of St. John the Baptist and St. Jerome writing. But late 20th century, he switched to drawing stylized eagles and became Italy's most successful fashion icon. Another word of caution, the Italian pronunciation should be used here. Oh, okay. Now I get it. <laughs> Do you? No. This one shouldn't differ that much from the the original's pronunciation. Okay, anyway. 7. The former king of Macedon, Hagemon of the Hellenic League, Shahanshah of Persia, Lord of Asia, Pharaoh of Egypt, and well, pretty much history's greatest and most successful military commander couldn't expand his empire as far as to the United Kingdom to read the coming-of-age story of an orphan named Pip. Yay! Yeah? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Nice. 
8. The official language of Andorra was proposed to be the first programming language by the father of computer, computer science, but why it wasn't chosen remains an uncracked enigma to him. Uh, question 9. The yearly Oktoberfest, the biggest beer festival in the world, is now not only held in the capital of Bavaria, but is also held in the capital city of Cyprus, where one could enjoy an ice-cold Kio beer. Slipped another geography one in there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the 10th one, the final one. The main protagonist from a Victor Hugo novel and musical would not have been such a would not have had such a hard time escaping prison if he had received help from the muscles from Brussels before the story started. Ah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> End on <the> high. <laughs> All right, uh, those are the questions. We'll be right back with the answers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. Hopefully this is a fruitful round for Die Hard Light, or what did we call it? Die Hard, Low, low Stakes Die Hard? Low Stakes Die yeah. Hard. Die Soft. Die soft, and we're not going to tell me Musk, which I forgot. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's uh, get the questions one more time, and we'll give our attempts. All right. Question one. While Diego Maradona does a juggling warming up with the most famous song of the Austrian band Opus in the, in the background, he doesn't realize he becomes the first European to reach continental North America. Hinga dinga dergen. Well, we really didn't know at all, so we said, uh, Eric, the Red Dawn. Pretty certain this is Leif. Erickson, but did we come up with a song that ends in life or no. life? No, I alive. Yeah, I, or, or lit. We or got lit. Band? Lit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my own worst enemy. Yeah. Uh, the, the correct answer is life is life, Erickson. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't know that song at all. No. If you uh, you can look this up if you want afterwards. This uh, it's a very famous shot of Diego Maradona. Diego Maradona just. Uh, juggling the ball and you hear that song in the background really loud everyone's just cheering him on because he's uh he's just that that's apparently his warm-up just juggling a ball and he's good he's, at the footy good for him playing a, a sick match oh that course. was yeah. uh, soccer yes mm -hmm. okay yeah 
<laughs> the Hinga Dinga Durgan qu- uh, quote is from SpongeBob, by the way, that where they uh, yeah. celebrate Life Erickson Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. All right. What's the second one again? <laughs> the second one is a Belarusian-born French Jewish artist who is known for stained glass windows at, for example, the Art Institute of Chicago. Writes a remarkable book about the mental and physical stress that World War One soldiers endure. That eventually is adapted into a 1930 Academy Award-winning film. So we had nothing for this one, but I promise after number two, uh, the ball gets rolling a little bit better. So, yeah, the only thing uh, I knew was I believe the film is All Quiet on the Western Front, which I think is written by someone named Remark. But that's all we came up with. We had no idea. Yeah, Neil's right about the uh, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. The artist in question is Mark Chagall. So this would be Mark Chagall, Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, we just needed the title of the movie. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten the artist anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did put in a remarkable book just to hint at, uh, mm. I, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Eric Rainier Remark, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, his name is, uh, is Remark indeed. Uh, okay, all right, question number three. Welsh writer who tells a story of wrapping a 101 speckled canines in tinfoil with one being gold on the inside. Uh, we said Rald. Roll Dalmatians. Oh yeah, it was Roll. That makes doll. sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just said Roll Doll. Yeah, it is Roll Dalmatians. We didn't know he was Welsh, or whatever. And a Dalmatian here being uh, also the historical region in uh, Croatia where the, uh, the 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 dog breed comes from. Oh. So that's also uh, that's Croatia. <laughs> All right. Uh, question four: Hungarian actress known more for her beauty than acting skills goes on a wedding spree by marrying a Danish scientist, trying to put an end to the naming controversy around element one hundred and seven because of its similarity with the fifth element in the periodic table. Uh, we believe that the fifth element is barium, so we think all this together is zhajagaborium. The fifth element is boron. Boron. Yes. The 107th uh, is named after the Danish physicist, mathematician Niels Bohr. Um, so what do we say, Neil? Yeah, and I the only Hungarian actress I could think of was a really old actress named Eva Gabor. So we said Eva Gaborium. The correct answer, at least what I have, is Sasha Gaborium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sasha, Sasha Gabor right? also... J-A-J-A. Yes, I, yeah. Uh, Z-S-A-Z-S-A. Right, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah. 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 Uh, she was also fair. I think she married nine times in her life. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about her. Yeah, that was my bad. I was, I was like, I was like Gabor, Gabor. Yeah. 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 Almost there. Um, question five. This American-born Irish actress from, forms a girl band called Girl Zone with fellow actresses Emma Watson, Eliza Scanlon, and Florence Pugh to compete with a fellow countryman that also scored hits as a solo artist with songs like When You Say Nothing At All and If Tomorrow Never Comes. Uh, we went with uh, Saoirse Ronan for the first part, and we did not know the second part. Yeah, we got the Little Women clue. We went Saoirse Ronan, but yeah, we couldn't figure out the second half. Yeah, apparently uh, this guy who I tried to hint at uh, is not as famous as I thought he was. Uh, it is Saoirse Ronan Keating. And Ronan Keating was also the lead singer from the band Boyzone. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. very that popular in England. Yes, right. I know Boy. I didn't even know the names of the members, but yes, Boyzone. Was he the uh, bad boy? Right. I don't know. <laughs> he looks like one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, question six. During his stay in Malta, this Italian master from the Baroque period painted two of his most famous works, The Beheading of St. John the Baptist and St. Jerome Writing. 
but late 20th century, he switched to drawing stylized eagles and became Italy's most successful fashion designer. Uh, we weren't sure. We think the artist was Donatello. So we said Donatello Versace. I like that answer, but I'm pretty sure the painting was by Caravaggio. So we went uh, with what, Neil? Uh, Caravaggiano, or sorry, <laughs> it's our life. <laughs> what did you go with? Uh, Giorgio Armani is our second clue. So Caravaggio Armani. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I miss is the Italian hand gesture. Caravaggio Armani. Caravaggio Yep. So uh, yeah, uh, the, the the artist is Caravaggio, and indeed the fashion uh, designer is Giorgio Armani. Um, question seven. The former king of Macedon, Hagamon of the Hellenic League, Shahanshah of Persia, Lord of Asia, Pharaoh of Egypt, and, well, pretty much history's greatest and most successful military commander, couldn't expand his empire as far as to the United Kingdom to read the coming-of-age story of an orphan named Pip. Well, we said Alexander the Great Expectations. Oh, it was a Great Expectations. Yeah, it we was. We even talked about that. Yeah, we just put uh, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> so close I think you said it in the end as well Jeff. Did, yeah, uh, yeah. it is Alexander the Great Expectations alright uh, question 8 the official language of Andorra was proposed to be the first programming language by the father of computer science but why it wasn't chosen remains an uncorrect enigma to him uh, well we started with Alan Turing and we worked our way back to Catalan Turing Catalan <laughs> Ellen Turing. <laughs> yeah, we too said Catal uh, Alan Turing. <laughs> it's Catal Alan Turing indeed. Yeah, Catal Turing. However you want to say it. Yeah. Um, all right. Question nine. The yearly Oktoberfest, the biggest beer festival in the world, is now not only held in the capital of Bavaria, but now is also held in the capital city of Cyprus, where one could enjoy an ice cold KEO beer. We got as far as uh, Munich being the first part and could not get to the second part, so we just put Munich. I think Neil had the harder part here, so I'll hand it over to him. Yeah, uh, I knew the Cyprus one uh, thanks to Paul Hollywood and his show and talking about cooking and baking in Cyprus, so we said uh, Munich Cozia. That's absolutely correct. It is Munich Cozia. Munich Cozia. The final question, number 10. The main protagonist from a Victor Hugo novel and musical would not have had such a hard time escaping prison if he had received help from the muscles from Brussels before the story started. That would be a great movie. Um, we said Jean Valjean, Claude Van Damme. We said the same, Jean Valjean, Claude Van Damme. And ending on a high, it is Jean Valjean, Claude Van Damme. Hooray. Points. E. We didn't do too hot. We're all around the right answers. It's just a matter of putting them together. At the end of the swing round, looks like we have a nice, very nice 69 points. And you guys have? Uh, six more than that. 75. All right. <laughs> Good math. All right. Uh, let's start off round two with question number one in the category of arts. Christo Vladimir of Yafachev, more commonly known as Christo, was a Bulgarian artist who was renowned for his large-scale site-specific environmental installations. The technique he used in these large art projects was quite uncommon and are also part of the titles of his works. What is the word that fills in the blanks in the following titles of his works, which also allude to the technique he used? The first one is blank Reichstag. The second one is the Pont Neuf blank. 
And the last one was posthumously, Lark the Triumph blank. Okay, we're locked in over here. It's like pop art, but I don't know. Pop art? Um, installation? Installation, yeah. We could say installation. Okay. We're excited about it. Installation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a great uh, misinfo episode on this, uh, and I just remember them saying that he wrapped a lot of things in material. So we said wrapped. Shout out to uh, Julian Lauren. Just want to let you know I do, in fact, listen to your podcast. So uh, bring it on. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is indeed wrapped. Oh. So he, uh, he used to, uh, he, he died in 2019, I think. And uh, I think in 2020, 2020, they wrapped the Arc de Triomphe in fabric. It's a great exposition. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty huge. Uh, and also, I think you mentioned the umbrellas, which is also by him in, was it Kansas? Maybe Japan as well? He's yeah. put, put down more than a thousand umbrellas. Yeah, wow. just along the highway. Yeah. If he's good at yeah. wrapping things, can I get him on loan at Christmas time? No, he's dead. Damn, get him on my new EP. All right, question two. Spiel des Jahres next door. What Game of the Year award winner from Czech game designer Vlada Cvatil is described here? Two teams compete in turns by having a spy master give one-word clues that can point to multiple words on the board laid out in front of them, with 25 cards with words written on them. The other players on the team attempt to guess which of the cards link to the given clue, and thereby guessing their team's words while avoiding the words of the other team. We've played this. I you think, you and I have played this, have we not? We played it, and I then it, we yeah. played it mm-hmm. yep. together. I don't remember time. the name. You of were it. invited, but you ignored the text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's where we had a the, the, right. the amazing poll of what was the clue that was Rami Malek. Rami Malek. That was a great because <laughs> me and <laughs> me and Neil were doing only movie references. Oh, is this when you uh, you were over at uh, Matt's? Right. No, I couldn't we, make it that we night. Did it at my oh yeah. your place? That's don't right. say you couldn't make it. You ignored the text. I couldn't make it. Yeah, we, we decided to, Ken and I decided to only answer with movie references, which is a lot of, a fun way to do it. You remember the name of it? Uh, code names? Code words? Yeah. What I believe, it, I believe it's code names. Code, code names. names. Code names over here as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is a lot easier if you've played it together. It is code names. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun game. I'd like to play that again. Yeah. Neil just says Rami Malek. And I was like, snow and nurse. <laughs> and he's like, yep. <laughs> How? <laughs> nice. I'll tell I you know how. It's a mystery. All right. Send me another invite. And oh, no. 50% chance. Too late. Sorry. You're Too out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> I said 50%. That's, that's my normal level of commitment to things. Uh, okay. Question number three in Estonia. What blue-white logoed computer program was developed in Estonia and bought for $1.9 billion by eBay in 2005, after which it switched owners again a couple of times? The software is used by over 40 million users a day, even though the recent pandemic resulted in a decrease in market share due to competition. We're locked in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is is it uh, not Skype? Oh, what about PayPal? That's, That's probably not... From Estonia, right? Oh. Because I was just thinking it's a payment service that eBay may have bought to make their... That makes sense. And it would have decreased... Because, yeah. Because maybe there's more competition like Venmo and Zelle. Yeah. And... I like that. Well, Elon Musk was involved in that, wasn't he? 
Maybe. I'm not sure. He's, like a, he's involved in everything. Like a Elon Musk or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, that's smart. I think PayPal's a great great insight. Okay. We'll go with PayPal. Ooh, PayPal does have a blue and white logo. We are going with Skype, which also has the blue and white logo and uh, probably had a lot of competition from things like Zoom over the pandemic. So Skype. Yep. Uh, Ken is on the money. It is Skype. And exactly like you said, they uh, got out-competitive by uh, Zoom. Yeah, and they were acquired later by Microsoft, I believe. So that makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't sure if giving Microsoft would be too big of a clue. So uh, I stopped at eBay. We would have had (laughs) it from that. (laughs) I stopped at eBay. All right. Um, Question four. From oldest to largest. On March 29, 1861, the oldest republic in the world sent a letter to U.S. President Abraham Lincoln offering, offering him honorary citizenship wanting to show support for the embattled United States at that time. Lincoln gladly accepted the citizenship and responded, wishing that your interesting state may endure and flourish forever, and that you may live long and enjoy the confidence and secure the gratitude of your fellow citizens. Little did he know that 160 years later, the two countries would help each out, help out each other again. When Flo Rida guests start on this country's entry of the Eurovision Song Contest in 2021. Name this country that is <laughs> 10 times smaller than Chicago. All this stuff. 10 times smaller than Chicago by population or by uh, area? Sorry, by size, yeah. Okay. Uh, Neil was just blank face until you mentioned Eurovision. He's like, oh. <laughs> I remember when Flo Rida yeah, came out and good. I was like, like this isn't fair that they have an American, a huge American artist to pull votes from people. They didn't end up winning. but I know. Flo Rida probably has more money than the whole country. So we're looking for a really tiny European country. And Republic. So we got Luxembourg mm-hmm. and Liechtenstein, right? And we already answered Liechtenstein is an answer. So Luxembourg. Luxembourg, it pretty, is. Pretty small. Yeah. Isn't we'll that one of those a Grand Duchy? Yeah. Luxembourg. I think Flowrider is now Luxembourg the Archduke is. of Luxembourg. <laughs> I I believe this is the very small enclave inside of Italy that isn't Vatican City. And that hasn't won a Super Bowl. No, but they have defended themselves in wars. And we said San Marino. And that is correct. It is San Marino. Wow. Yep. I always wanted to go there. Yeah. Their city looks really cool. Has not won a Super Bowl. Loves isotoner gloves. <laughs> <laughs> they also did not win the Eurovision that year. Uh, they came in 22nd. <laughs> yeah, did not do well. No. And that's also the second Eurovision uh, clue. <laughs> I just realized that. Your vision was yesterday, so that was kind of my state of mind when I wrote this game. I gotcha. All right, question five. Did you say he comes from the land of trivia? In 2011, when President Barack Obama visited Poland, Prime Minister Donald Tusk gave the US president a very special gift to commemorate his visit. The collector's edition video game of what video game franchise developed in Poland did Tusk give? It is unknown if Obama played this game or read the books the game is based on, in a bathtub, if he played it at all. Yeah. Bathtub. Yeah. We can lock in. I'm missing a lot of I'm... the hints here, and I don't remember this, but when you talk about a Polish video game based on a Polish book, there's only one thing that comes to mind, and that's The Witcher. Okay. So we'll say The Witcher. Yep. Um, I'm assuming he also got sweaty as, uh, you know, seams were popping during the Netflix uh show like i was henry cavill yeah oh did not watch and uh we said the witcher yeah yeah maybe obama tossed the coin to the prime minister of uh poland it is the witcher yeah 
Yeah, I yeah, like the. Not... There's a there's a meme going around with a map of Europe, and it's just like um, the only thing that Americans would know about the countries. Oh and yeah, Poland yep. just says The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 bathtub uh, clue, by the way, is uh, is a very famous or infamous, whatever you want to call it, uh, scene from the well, I guess the game and the series and the book. It, it's just uh, uh, a very uh, iconic, uh, yes. iconic part. Ah, uh, yes, mm -hmm. the bathtub scene. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I want to know what happens. <laughs> no, we got to watch the Netflix show. All right. I'm just going to Google. I mean, you could read the whole series if you want. I'm sure could I just good. Google Henry Cavill in a bathtub? You'll find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a nice screensaver for your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff uh, or, or Ken, how are our scores looking after five? So uh, we've got 115 points over here, uh, getting four to the last five right. And uh, Die Soft, Die Softer, uh, 89 points. And we just were looking at Henry Cavill in the bathtub. <laughs> Wait, go back. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, uh, question six. Yuri Kopakin is a fictional character from the movie The Turning Point, which is centered on the world of ballet in New York City. The role was played by Latvian's most influential ballet dancer, and the film received 11 Academy Award nominations, one for him. What is the name of this dancer who became a principal dancer for the New York Ballet and subsequently became a noted dance director and also had a recurring role in Sex and the City? Oh, We can lock in over here. All right. Uh, good, because I was looking at Neil for support. Mr. Big? Nothing. No, Chris North. We have nothing. Chris North. Chris North. Chris North. <laughs> we have nothing. You have nothing. So, uh, interesting factoid here for everyone. Johnson. The Turning Point, uh, starring Shirley MacLaine and The Color Purple, are the only two films in Oscar history to have the most nominations with zero wins. They both had 11. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, the dancer there, uh, who was on Sex in the City, uh, would be Mikhail Brishnikov. Oh, man, I was going to say Brishnikov as a joke. Oh, was... quick correction. I believe we have 99 points. Oh, well, we'll still have 99 yeah. points after this. Just, just so people at home aren't like, what the hell? Mm. 99 points. Sorry. And we know you're all diligently scorekeeping because it really matters. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's a good pool. And you know, it is Mikhail Brishnikov. You got Spielberg in there. You got I talked about Brishnikov in the book that Willem sent me a beautiful picture of of the book that he got in the Netherlands, and then also Sex in the City. So hey, there yeah. it is. <laughs> okay, let's continue with question seven. Uh, the category name is Red and Yellow. Primoz Roglic and Tadej Pogacar are the best of a new generation of sportsmen, both born in Slovenia. Together, they have won two prestigious events in their sport. An event called Vuelta was won thrice by Roglic in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And the other, more famous French event was won by Pocajar twice. What sport do both these men participate in? All right, we're locked in. We both made the same motions. Cycling? Oh, yeah, I was going to say either cycling or like, like uh, the... Formula One. Oh, they're definitely not in Formula One. Okay, yeah, so doing, I, would, I would know that. They're yeah. doing milking there. Would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they competitive <in> <laughs> milkers? <laughs> I'm Don't a, look that up. That was also a movie I saw once. I'm a competitive, uh, uh, <laughs> competitive milker. Can you milk me? Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to go uh, cycling though? That was my other. Yeah, I was thinking with the, um, you know, the uh, Tour de France. Yeah, going oh, the, the old pretty soon. Tour de France. I like yeah, Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, we said cycling also. Yep, that is the correct answer. It is cycling. And indeed, the French event is the Tour de France. Ah, uh, the French. 
Uh, <laughs> the French cycling. Um, is this is this true, Willem? I heard um, that a lot of Dutch people don't consider themselves cyclists, even though it has one of the highest number of people who like own a bike and ride a bike yeah, commonly. I think it's like 1.7 bike per person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and still people go by car for like. I know. Five are years. you a motorist? Me? Yeah. Well, like people, a lot of people there don't like cycle for sport like we do right. here in the U.S. because they get exercise normally. Right. But, but are like you living. a motorist? It's a mode of transportation. I am a motorist. <laughs> My girlfriend does something. Can I Give me, that? Matt. I'm, I'm a sure motorist. Works. Oh, that, right there is a... Uh, Out of my way. I'm a motorist. That is a professional bike. I was oh, saying, wow. That doesn't look like a proper Dutch bicycle. I didn't see the, <laughs> the, you know, the rack on the back for carrying things. Where's your basket and tassels? <laughs> the wooden pedals. <laughs> Yeah, when I walk my dog, I usually put him in like a little basket in front of my bike, just as and we just, uh, cycle to like a greener area to walk him. And people well, just give you weird, weird looks because it's a pretty big dog. Could one of us get in your basket to take us to a green area? <laughs> All right, maybe not after COVID. <laughs> All right, question eight. Um, European politics, which is uh, maybe a bit boring. <laughs> uh, Jean-Claude Juncker was, up until 2019, when he was replaced by Ursula von der Leyen, arguably the most powerful person in the European Union. What role did he fulfill that gave him this power? I'm, I'm, I want to lean my way, if that's okay. Let's lean your way. He's going to uh, take Lenny Kravitz's lead and uh, go my way. All right. What do you think? President of the EU? Yeah, that seems too Commission easy, though. High chief. <laughs> <laughs> Commander-in-chief of the you director had, of we'll the... We'll say the president of the EU. That's what we said. President <laughs> of the EU. Uh, it, uh, inclined to give both of you points, it is president of the European Commission, but that's basically yeah. president oh, yeah. of the European, European. Sorry, So European let's just give, just give... Both of you points. points. We'll take it. Yeah. We don't know about EU stuff. Yeah. So, Milam, you points. would know this, Milam. Um, we, I wrote down Interpol. Is that uh, considered European? Because it's based, uh, yeah, is it based I, in Europe, I guess, right? I think it is, yeah. Um, I'm just curious. Okay. sure where the headquarters is. But those, like all those uh, big European things are either in Brussels or Strasbourg or some are in uh, The Hague. Yeah. Belgium. Uh, it is in Lyon, so it's France. Oh. Interpol. Yeah. Where Catherine Zeta Jones once tried to find Lamarck. And... But are you talking about Ocean's Twelve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wildly no movie. Question nine. Uh, Numa Numa is an internet meme based on a video by American vlogger Gary Brolsma. In the video, Brolsma is seen lip syncing and dancing to the Moldovan and Romanian song Dragonstadintai. The video was the second most watched video of all time with 700 million views. Lo losing out only to Star Wars Kid. What is the name of the band that originally performed this song? The band shares its name with one of nature's most powerful oxidizing agents known. A very hazardous molecule at ground level, but beneficiary if found at higher altitudes. I mean, ozone's hardly like bad to breathe. And I think ozone would be an oxidizing. I mean, it rips oxygen. That sounds like a good band stuff. name, though. We should just go with it. What, so, oxidizing? Or ozone. It is, it is a good band name. Ozone's a good band name. Uh, that's what we'll guess. I don't know. We'll say ozone. We said ozone, too. You uh, guessed correctly. It is ozone. Yep. All right. Great song. 
used to t- tell your dates that you were going to take them to the Ozone, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of my friend who said I was going to take them to O-Town. Mm. Oh, okay. Like the band. Yeah. <laughs> Liquid Dreams. Liquid Dreams, yeah. Gross. We should okay, just say nothing um, at all. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all getting cut. Who cares? <laughs> the final question. Uh, the category title is Bad Review. What Spanish TV series is reviewed on IMDb as follows? I was duped into watching this by its high IMDb rating. And because of this, and because of this series, I'm 100% convinced that Netflix is paying people to give this show a high rating. I understand that people's tastes vary. However, if you enjoy stories with countless plot holes and likable, irritating characters named after cities, bad acting, pointless monologues, and complete nonsense, then this is a must-watch. After season two, where it should have ended, one of the main characters, the professor, executes the next best robbery of all time, robbing millions of viewers from their time. Yeah, I was like, Emily and Perry. Yeah, we don't, the only, I, I can't think of anything that's popular on Netflix here that I could. Making a murderer in Espanol. I say Narcos, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I know which one he's talking about. I've seen the ads for it. I've seen people kind of go nuts over it and it went viral or whatever, but I, I don't know the name of it. Um, do you want to just say like The Vault or something? What do you mean? Uh, describe it. Just like you said, it's what he said. Like there are a lot of robberies, and it's like a heist, you know, show, and um, it's like really over dramatic. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I just don't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah we'll I go the it. vault. Uh, narcos, the name of we don't know. Oh, sorry, sorry. We narcos, just said narcos. Sorry. Yeah. The name of the show is uh, in English. It's Money Heist, and in Spanish, it's La Casa de Papel. Oh, mm-hmm. Money Heist. Money Heist. It was always Which on. The, I, I just ignored the show because Money Heist is such a bad yeah. name. Bad name. It makes sense now. I didn't even know it was bad. translated. Yeah. Yeah, Casa de Papel. I think translates to paper house. So I'm not. Why the hell would because... they call it money heist? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like redundant, right? Yeah, because well, heist... no, you well, don't like, have to yeah. steal money. I guess I you know, could do money heist. heist. It's like a non. It's yeah. Now if they called it robbery heist, that would be redundant. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like to me. Anyways. Uh, that concludes the uh, second round. So that brings our score to 129. I believe we added another 40, Neil. Is that correct? I think you were Bringing correct. Bringing us to 155 points. Yes. Okay. So for the final five, I have the categories Africa, Antarctica, Asia, Oceania, and South America. All right. The wagers are now in. So let's get the questions, please. All right. Question one, the category is Africa. Dr. Livingston, I presume, is a legendary quote that was possibly uttered by New York Herald journalist Henry Morton Stanley. Stanley met the Scottish David Livingston in Ujiji, Tanzania, while Livingston was on a mission to solve what age-old African mystery. He failed in his quest as he died in 1873 from malaria and dysentery, but his mission was not in vain. He identified numerous geographical features in Africa, such as Lake Ngami, Lake Malawi, and the Victoria Falls. Um, question two, the category is Antarctica. What Scandinavian explorer was the first human to reach the geographic South Pole? At this exact location, a research site was erected that was named after him and the Briton Robert Scott, who, uh, who reached the South Pole just five weeks later. Okay, question three, Asia. What Japanese dish consists of vegetables, fish or meat battered and deep fried? The technique did not originate in Asia, but rather in Portugal and was brought to Japan by Iberian missionaries. Question four, uh, Oceania. Uh, Oceania. Van Diemen Island was the former name of what island located in Oceania, 
that was discovered by a Dutch explorer in the 1640s. And it was named in honor of the Governor General of the Dutch East Indies, Anthony van Diemen. It was renamed to its current name mid-19th century after it was granted self-governance. And the last question, South America. Jorge Mario Bergoglio is the first person from South America to hold what particular title? He's also the first from the Southern Hemisphere and the first person from outside of Europe since 741 to hold this title. We will consider these questions and we'll be back with our answers. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we are now locked in with our answers. Let's see how it all shakes out. I think uh, Jeff was pretty confident on a lot of these and Neil also. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We bet 20 all the way down. How about you guys? Uh, 30 on everything. All right. Uh, Question number one, Africa. Dr. Livingston, I presume, is a legendary quote that was possibly uttered by New York Herald journalist Henry Morton Stanley. Stanley met the Scottish David Livingston in Ujiji, Tanzania, while Livingston was on a mission to solve what age-old African mystery? Weren't sure. Uh, We just said uh, he was searching for a missing plane wreckage. Uh, I believe that Dr. Livingston was looking for the origin of the Nile River. Yeah, it is the uh, origin, uh, the source of the Nile River. Yeah, Yeah, that is correct. How is it that they didn't or don't know? Yeah, so um, as you think about uh, river tributaries, Mm -hmm. you know, that you would follow one tributary, then you'd have to backtrack, follow another one, and they eventually just kind of couldn't find where it was coming from, Hmm. you know. So it's solved now? Um, Yeah, probably. Although it depends on how you measure it, too. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, question two. Antarctica. What Scandinavian explorer was the first human to reach the geographic South Pole? At this exact location, a research site was erected that was named after him and the Briton Robert Scott, who reached the South Pole just five weeks later. No idea on this one, so we just said Svalbard. Yeah, Svalbard is a very cool uh, island uh, belonging to Norway, so you had that country nailed down. Um, but, uh, I believe this is, uh, not the rolled mentioned earlier, but a different rolled. This is rolled Amundsen or Amundsen. Yep. It is rolled Amundsen. And, uh, you mentioned Roald Dahl. 
uh, I've heard that he was named after Roald Amundsen. So oh. that's uh, that's the link there. Yeah. Maybe on his travels, he licked some of those things you said that they're on the wall in the Roald Dahl story. The snozberries. Snozberries, yeah. Uh, question three, Asia. What Japanese dish consists of vegetables, fish, or meat battered and deep fried? The technique did not originate in Asia, but rather in Portugal and was brought to Japan by Iberian missionaries. Yep, we said tempura. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I don't really eat fish with my sushi, but I love me some sweet potato tempura. Ooh, so that's we my want. favorite too. It is tempura, that is correct. And the word tempura comes from the Latin word of tempure, which is a, a period of fasting, apparently, in Portugal. Uh, and when the Portuguese introduced the technique to Japan, it was during this period of fasting, of not eating meat at least. Uh, they, uh, they deep fried green beans. That's, uh, that's how the word traveled. Yep. So question four, Oceania. Oceania. Jeez, that's hard to pronounce. Yeah. Oceania. Van Diemen Island was the former name of what island located in Oceania, which that was discovered by a Dutch explorer in the 1640s, and that was named in honor of the governor general of the Dutch East Indies, Anthony Van Diemen. It was renamed to its current name mid-19th century, after it was granted self-governance. Um, I remember something about this question before. I don't remember exactly how it shook out, but um, I think it was New Zealand. So that's what he said. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's either that or the one that we ultimately went with. Um, I believe it was uh, renamed for uh, Mr. Tasman. We said Tasmania. It was renamed after the Dutchman Abel Tasman. So it is Tasmania, Tasmania. Yep. Yeah, the correlation I had in my head with Van Diemen was the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. Yeah. I remembered it wrong. I remembered that correct answer as a wrong answer. So that happens Whoops. all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the final question South America. Jorge Mario Bergoglio is the first person from South America to hold what particular title? He's also the first from the Southern Hemisphere and the first person from outside of Europe since 741 to hold this title. Neil would have you believe it was only a cardinal, but nope, it was a de Pope. <laughs> so stupid. We said the Pope. It is the Pope. His chosen name is Pope Franciscus or Francis. There's like one swing Todd fan out there who's going to lose their <laughs> So that one was for you. Well, that concludes the game. We lost 20 points in the final round. Not too bad. So we ended up with 109, but with a whopping 305 somehow, uh, whatever your team name was, Nakatomi Elon Musk. Is that what it was? Yeah, or just the Nakatomi Musk. Nakatomi Musk. There you go. I am the cream. You You're win. the cream of the crop. You win. The <laughs> I don't real... even feel good because it's such a stupid team name. The real cream of the crop is uh, is Willem today for this wonderful game of uh, international flair. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I just want a quick shout out to the people who helped me uh, playtesting this game because it was a bit of a struggle sometimes just to find out, just to prod how easy or hard questions were, and they were a great help. So once again, it was uh, Mark K, Ian Schultz, uh, Lauren Couchoua, and uh, Louis, the grand playtester. Great help. Mm. Thanks a lot. Thank I w- you. I would rate this three out of five, Louis. Yeah, for difficulty, but out of out of how good the game was, out I would say five, five out of five, five. Louis, without uh, a doubt. Willems. <laughs> the fun uh, meter. Five out of five, Willems. I, I, I like the idea that it's confusing by having the same metric <laughs> for both scales. 
uh, right, which works out it. to four point two Dutch boys, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, Willem, any uh, shout outs or anyone you'd like to uh, say hello to? Floor is yours. Uh, yeah, uh, I just want a quick shout out to my girlfriend who uh, gave me the room and time to uh, to record this with you guys. She's yeah. now upstairs, maybe sleeping already. I'm not sure. Speaking uh, of the time, it's about eleven oh five, a little after. For yeah. You. So we will it let is. you go. And any any last words? Yeah, I just wanted to shout out uh, to any content creators out there, basically, but also to you guys. Thanks a lot for creating so much free content for everyone just to. Uh, grab and consume daily no, not daily weekly throughout the week <laughs> yeah i mean i always when i walk my dog i listen to podcasts and uh most of them are free and it's just a great given thing that people maybe not appreciate enough so i wanted to thank you guys for doing doing that well thank you uh, uh it, you know the the reason that the show can remain free for everybody is because of the generous support of people like Willem here uh, who support us directly on Patreon. Uh, we really couldn't do the show without all of them. And, um, you know, we, we want to keep delivering the best product we can weekly, you know, daily. Willem will try. We'll get there maybe one day. But uh, <laughs> Need more patrons. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we would definitely need more patrons so that we could, you know, do this full time because uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, and uh, we love doing it, but wouldn't be possible without our patrons. Yes. Yeah, well, thank that'll, you. That'll do it. Yeah, thank you, Willem, for uh, for joining us today, uh, for hosting again, and for all, always having your rules read ready to go. Uh, we appreciate it. So for Matt, Ken, Jeff, and Willem, my name is Neil. And Willem, how do you say uh, goodbye? Have a nice day in Dutch. Tot ziens and uh, fijne avond iedereen. Heel erg bedankt. Whatever you want. <laughs> everything, everything he said. Hey, we agree. All right, thank you. That was triviality. <laughs>